What's up, guys? It's Candice of 32letter.com. And it's Christina. We're on episode seven. Yes, we are finally back. Yes. Had a little brief hiatus, but we are back to record a new episode of yes. Wine and Takeout. All right. Well, what's going on, Candice? <sighs> what isn't going on? There's always stuff going on. I mean, I feel like every time we turn around, there's a new celebrity getting engaged or, you know, jumping the broom. But this one, Candace, I don't know. This one really caught me for a loop. Which one? Yeah, which one is right? Producer Stevie J and Faith Evans got married? Question mark, question mark, question mark? Yes, they got married. Um, Faith Evans, she kind of like gave him a shout out on Twitter, which was very rare. Hmm. So a little backstory, these two have been dating apparently for a while. And this was a little after his daughter was born with Jocelyn. Hmm. And, you know, they've been going back and forth. They broke up and now I guess they're back together and they went to Vegas and they had a quickie wedding. There was a breakup and all of that and a makeup. Where have I been? I mean, I get it. Faith used no, to No, I don't get it. Wait, no, this is the part <laughs> I do get. I will say this much. This is all I'm going to say I get. Uh-huh. Stevie J is a super producer. He did he a lot of super producer. Okay, he, he was. was. All right, all right. I'm going to take it back to the 90s for okay. y'all real quick. And that back was a in long the day when Christopher Wallace, Notorious VIG, in case you didn't know, that was Faith Evans' husband until his demise in 1997. I understand. This is what I'm telling you. I do understand. They might have been around each other a lot throughout those years. They were making a lot of money. Um, You know, Stevie J was on a lot of the songs that were produced under Bad Boy. I get it. They roll with the same people. Mm -hmm. But you're telling me after all these years, there was actually some type of relationship that was formed even with all the public crap that stevie j has put himself out there to you know portray himself as this like misogynistic womanizer who just loves getting women pregnant Mm -hmm. i mean this all goes to show that we did not know faith that well okay we, we took her status as you know biggie's wife obviously for face value but we really don't know this woman because if you find anything remotely attractive about stevie J and his whole heap of child support mm, issues and mm. him going to court and jail and all this stuff and him having a baby with jocelyn i mean mm. no shade to jocelyn oh. but i'm just saying like you know it, he was knee deep in the whole child support issue and he was like well i'm gonna have another kid mm. that i can't afford mm. so it's just it's a character thing for me and maybe faith is like blind in love and she's like you know i love this man i don't care what kind of problems he got and i'm willing to just ride for him mm. but girl like faith like faith doesn't have any friends mm. because if she had friends they would have been like listen sis Mm. Don't do this. Do not do this. Well, the heart wants what the heart wants. And I know this This is marriage number three for Miss um, Evans. Yeah. She was married for 13 years prior to her ex-husband. I don't know the details of what goes on in their household as to why they are not together anymore. But she definitely held up this image of this, like, respectable woman. I mean, you were the widow of Notorious B.I.G. Everybody had a had a place in their hearts for you. And then there was the endless comparisons between her and Lil' Kim. Like, Lil' Kim was like the bad seed. Oh, yes, yes. Lil' Kim is the freak and, you know, Faith Evans is the matronly, you know, wife type of woman. Yes, of um, Bad Boy Records at the Mm -hmm. time. This is back in the 90s for you young people, if you don't know, when you were just being born. Right. So, sleaze, as I understand, Stevie J likes to (laughs) even call himself. I mean... 
Why would you be okay with this man as your husband? You know, honestly, I think this is all a publicity stunt. For who, though? For her. Because she has a new record out, oh. and she posted the video on Instagram, and it's Stevie J is featured in the video. Oh. So I, I'm just looking at the timing. I'm like, girl, you're just trying to get pressed because you want your record to sell. And I th- I really think that's what it is. I'm not saying that she doesn't, you know, necessarily, like, not love him or whatever, but I think that this is driving her to kind of, like, you know, promote her work. Isn't it 2018? These tactics are so old. You're going to... It gonna, is, and I it's mean, not it's working. Old. Like, we do not care about CVJ, and we do not... Like, CVJ is not even the popping person anymore on Love & Hip Hop. Like, we don't right. even watch Love & Hip Hop Atlanta for him anymore. It's just like... Oh. Once Jocelyn left the series, I mean, like, she took all the drama with her. And it's like he's trying to create this new storyline with his family and his artists. He has an artist on it. Um, her name is Estelita. She's from Panama. Oh. And Erica Mena. It, it, it's just, it. you know what? It's just so old and uh. just dead. And we just have no interest for it. And I'm just like, you know what, Faith? I'm just going to pray for Faith. Okay. Because Stevie, oh, we mm. forgot to mention um, the day that. They like announced they confirmed their marriage or whatever. Like mm-hmm. TMZ had the scoop. Um, Jocelyn Hernandez, she posted on her Instagram a text message um, conversation she had with Stevie just a month uh, earlier of him asking to marry her. <laughs> like, can I marry you? And she was like, No, I'm moving on with my life. And he was really hurt. Like, Oh, all right, fine, whatever. Like, it seemed like he's just, I don't know what his scheme is. I don't know what it is. I know it probably has to do with some kind of money. Hmm. But you already know Stevie J, he always got some type of trap set. Oh, But God. unfortunately, Faith Evans, she just fell into it. I'm just so sad that people are using the sanctity of marriage for a publicity stunt. Like, like I said, this is an old tactic from the 90s. Like, people did this, like... But well, actually, not the '90s. It's just an old ass tactic to get people mm-hmm. to pay attention to you. Kim K did it. We know what much of an attention whore she is. She did it so many times. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I can't. I think Paris Hilton did it. Did Britney, Britney Spears, Spears do, do it? it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. the list goes on. And look at who we talking about. That are the names on at least the female and the male side. They're attention seekers. Faith, girl, don't you got kids to be raised enough to teach them not to be like this? A better publicity stunt was for her to, I don't know, maybe she could have got with like a younger guy, something. But Stevie J is so used and washed up that we are not even interested. Like, this was a fail. Hmm. I don't know how well her song going to do or whatever, but hmm. I, I just don't know. And there's been like paparazzi shots of her and him in the airport. Uh. Like, they are really selling this storyline. And maybe she might pop up on the next season of Love and Hip Hop. That's Who knows? all it is. I bet you the producers was like, Stevie, please. <laughs> we need you to find you a wife because you and Jocelyn was supposed to be married. I remember mm-hmm. that. You know Mona Scott Young. She doesn't play. She no. always has some up her sleeve. She needs her coins to be, you know, growing just as much as theirs. Mm-hmm. And he needed to create something. But Faith? I know. Faith? Boo. Faith. Oh, my gosh. I don't know, man. I'm like she has such this strong legacy as like this... I don't know. When I see her, I see her as a soul oh. artist, and yeah. she's one of those true R&B vets, you know, that we have. We have so few of them these days, you Very know? Very true. So I'm just like, I don't know if a marriage to CBJ is worth 
all of that. Like, yeah, you know, and I'm not interested, image. Faith, if you're going to sing a song about soon as I get home part two when <laughs> please breaks your damn heart. So mm. I'm just, I'm over you. Sorry, boo. Bye. Okay. Well. Guess what, guys? What? Candace <laughs> OMG. Was it Thursday? Oh, Candace boy. on Wednesday. Candace had a viral moment on Twitter. Oh, God. I couldn't understand what was going on on my feed. I was like, who are these people? And why are they coming for my girl? I know. I saw the tweet that she put out there. She'll tell you exactly how this all came about. But I was just like, I wanted to jump in there and start, you know, trolling the trolls. <laughs> I couldn't understand it. I thought her comment about our former president, who is our president in our hearts and our dear minds, Barack Obama. I thought her comment was pretty on point. But... Man, when I tell you when the trolls come out, Candace, what happened? Okay, so, all right, so first off, I want to preface this preface this by saying this is actually my second time having a viral moment. Oh. I remember <laughs> I got dragged on the internet years ago. Um, I had actually wrote a story about this dude on um, social media. It, anyway, it, it totally went left, and it's, it's something that I pretty much regret to this day. I was like, that story probably wasn't even worth it. All of this oh, hate and so backlash. so you were prepared. So, you know, I that was my first time, you know, experiencing that. And, you know, this time around I had a little bit more, you know, experience with it. So I could handle it a little bit better. Mm. But it was actually fun. It was actually fun. I had all types of trolls. I had <laughs> conservative trolls. I had white woman Christian uh, trolls. <laughs> I had black men troll. They was all out on all sides. Like, I was just, like, hitting them back. Like, boom. Like, mm. all right. So, basically, the tweet in question, um, I was actually sleeping in the middle of the night. Woke up. I think, I don't know if my son was crying or whatever, but I woke up in the middle of the night. And first thing I did was hop on the internet. And I saw someone shared this article about Obama on um, Facebook. And, basically, I guess he was in, um, well, Kenya something. He was somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, doing something for Nelson Mandela's 100th birthday. And basically, he said some words at the event, like, yo, I'm sick of men. Like, they getting on my nerves. Like, y'all getting on my nerves, you know? He was like, y'all are bullies. Like, come on. Like, it's time for the women to step up because y'all just ridiculous. That's basically what he said. Was that the exact quote? It's not the exact quote. Okay. All right? Maybe we'll look it up. But Mm -hmm. that's basically what he said. And... I said, you know what, you know, it, it really struck a chord with me because I've been feeling that way too for the longest, you know, and I feel like men, you know, need some work right now, you know, all types of men. So my tweet was, you know, I love the fact that Obama is so much of a feminist that he can openly admit that most men are trash. Oh. So there was so many layers with that tweet and it was so many avenues for people to take a that that's why there was such a huge backlash and honestly I didn't even expect it Mm. um Twitter had actually I mean I should have known anything with Obama speaking is probably going to be a big deal and Twitter like rounded up their best tweets and featured mine in a moment oh shoot you know and I had no clue I I just saw all this hate I'm like yo what's going on so I want to explain how I felt like one thing that's wrong with Twitter and Twitter moments and all of this stuff is that they just take one part of your whole process of what you're saying and just throw it out there and it is the context is completely lost. Mm. So prior to me tweeting that, I was actually talking about Charlemagne, which is what we'll get into next. 
but I was talking about, you know, just how men just are just being disgusting, you know, sometimes. And I'm not saying this is all men. Notice I said most men. You know, if I was to really like break it down into numbers, I would say 51% of men are trash. I'm sorry. That might that might be a big number. But honestly, the reason why I say that is because we know about the men, the Harvey Weinsteins, the Bill Cosby's, the Russell Simmons. You know, we know about those people, but we don't even know about the men who go unreported for their mm. offenses. You know, the men that are grabbing women i know y'all saw that video this week with the dude in the um restaurant grabbing the waitress and she turned around and beat his ass mm. and they caught it on camera you know like women deal with so much aggression every day from men just walking down the street and it's because y'all feel y'all entitled to our bodies as men you feel like you're the head of the household you're just the head of everything so you feel like you have the free reign to do whatever the hell you want to do. Hmm. So do I regret tweeting that? Hell no. Hmm. You know, I had women coming at me saying, well, that's not what feminism feminism is about. It's about equality and blah, blah, blah. And I understand that. I'm not saying feminism ain't about equality. To me, that's one aspect of feminism because we ain't never going to reach true equality. Hmm. You know, I feel another part of feminism is calling people out on their shit. Mm-hmm. And if that hurts people's feelings, then so be it. You know, I'm sick of walking on eggshells when it comes to men. I'm sick of freaking catering to men. I'm sick of it. Like, aren't we tired? And especially as a woman, you coming at me like that? Hmm. Like, it's ridiculous. So so that was my little, you know, I think that tweet lasted for like three days. Oh. And, you know, I felt really good that my message was not muddled. I was like, you know what? I'm not deleting this tweet. And if you come at me, I'm going to hit you back with something. Because I got, I got all kinds of stuff. Like, oh, you must be a single mother. You must yeah. be this. You must be that. And I'm like, honey, honey, you got me all wrong. I actually love men. Hmm. I hate men like you, though. Okay. That's overly sensitive. Hmm. That can't really see the message that I'm trying to send. Tell them. That's what I hate. Hmm. Okay? So I just think, you know, we as a society have work to do. You know, there's so much just wrong with how women are treated you know we are being you know when it comes to rape and sexual assault we're not being believed when it comes to being in a workplace we're being looked over for promotions you know and it's even doubly hard as a a woman of color as a black woman first Mm -hmm. off as a black woman the stuff we endure every day is it's just crazy i agree with you girl and I, i i didn't realize that the um the tweet got favorited in amongst your thread of tweets about Charlemagne the God, which again... That was right before that tweet. (laughs) That situation to me has been really personally touching me. Mm -hmm. The mere fact that him having interviews about this young lady um, out in, was it North Carolina, who filed a lawsuit against him trying to pretty much get her justice that she couldn't get even through the prosecutor's office when she actually reported what happened. Yeah, so Charlemagne... Yeah. He's, he was accused of basically rape. Um, and, you know, he he beat the charge. And you know how people feel like, okay, if they beat it, they're not guilty of it. And that's not true at all, you know. And he has been basically riding that wave. Like, oh, well, it ain't on my record, so it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, that's basically what has been, you know, reported from his, his side, you mm-hmm. know. And actually, um, you know, this woman is still trying to clear her name. She's still trying to get justice. And it's unfortunate that this man has power. He has fame. 
He has a platform. Mm -hmm. And we don't know much about this woman. And that is just a repeated cycle that happens over and over again. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, when you go through the system and you see it firsthand, and that's something that I will discuss in another post that you guys can check out on the website eventually... Um, it's so traumatizing to see how the ju the justice system is set up for failure, not just for the defendants, as most people see it as, but for the victims, especially victims of sexual assault. Because honestly, the prosecutors don't want to bring the case to trial because of their uncomfortable level of discussing these things. But they'll pull it, put it out there as, we don't want you, Miss Victim or Mr. Victim, to put yourself through this type of um, trauma, telling your story to a bunch of strangers so that they can judge you it's really about them trying not to financially put it on the burden of the, of the justice system and as well as them not wanting to have to deal with putting this whole situation out there on front street but in the end unfortunately Charlemagne was able to plead guilty to a lesser charge let me be clear on what that what was that charge it was was serving serving alcohol um, in, in, in the area of, of minors, or yeah, like serving which alcohol had nothing to do with with what the incident <laughs> was for. Like the top charge was criminal sexual contact with mm -hmm. a minor, mm -hmm. which I'm not sure what the sentence levels are out in South Carolina, but at least in New York State, having any contact with a minor that's at least a D or B felony where mm -hmm. you can go to jail for some substantial amount of time if you are convicted of it. And just because he pled guilty to the lesser of the other charges does not mean he has said, I was acquitted. Right. It doesn't say that I was cleared of these charges or the charges were dismissed and dropped because there wasn't enough information. From what we understand in this lawsuit filing, the prosecutors actually had a DNA test out pending mm -hmm. while they were negotiating this plea with this man which is such to me prosecutorial misconduct and i'm so glad that this girl has been able to file this lawsuit she was 15 years old at the time she is now 32 years old and she is doing the right thing i believe to get the justice that she deserves and Charlemagne, where he kikiing and laughing about it and talking about it on the radio and with other interviewers about the situation while he's by the way Trying to clear his name. And <laughs> admitting to another situation where he happened to have sex with a woman who wasn't aware yeah, he she was having sex with. He talked about it on his Brilliant Idiots podcast with Andrew Schultz. I actually like unsubscribed from that podcast oh, about a year ago. The, the podcast really got popping when he came out with his book. And everybody was just so like, yo, Charlemagne the guy. He got all the answers. This is, oh. you know, he understands the struggle of the black man. Whatever. Oh. I did not read that book, okay? Hmm. So, because I was listening to the podcast. Like, your book may paint one picture of you. But I hear what you say on that podcast, okay? Mm. So, um... One thing, he was telling a story about how he had sex with a woman after giving her Spanish flies. Spanish flies basically, you know, it's 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 like a sexual drug that they give when you want to have oh, a woman get loose or whatever. A date rape drug. A date, like pretty Bill much. Cosby does. Pretty okay. much. So okay. he get, like the fact that you had that on hand, like disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he gives it to this woman. She has sex with him. Um, she wakes up the next day not knowing what the hell happened. And he's like, we had sex. And she's just like, huh? Did did anybody else? Like, you know, trying to see what really... She had no clue of what went on. And he was sitting up there laughing about it. Like, you know, yo, this situation could have been, you know, 10 times worse if it would have been another dude. Like, basically insinuating she could have got gang raped or mm. something like that. 
but you ain't no better. Mm. Like, how dare you? How dare you know know that this woman is not fully conscious and aware of what's going on, and you still go through with it like you're trash? And then, period. To, I mean, and then to sit there and excuse it, like it's not the girl's and words. Then the, the, it's him the rape, saying it. The rape jokes that follow oh. with him and Andrew Schultz, like yo, you're a rapist. <laughs> like, it, oh, it's just disgusting. I just it's don't disgusting. understand where have we come in a society. Well, actually, you know what? I scratched that comment because rape victimizing females um speaking out about any type of form of sexual assault has always been a stigma in this country mm-hmm. it's like we are supposed to just deal with it yeah walk away and just fucking deal with it and you know what happens when you get those type of moments where you say you know what it's not even worth my time to even speak out tell somebody what happened to me you know what starts going on you get mental health issues you fall into deep depressions and you start questioning yourself every left and right moment like should I do this shouldn't I do this should I go there shouldn't I go there and now you are sentenced mentally to this state of mind and these men out there just cocking it out and they don't give a damn and they still repeating their particular offenses the fact that Charlemagne had a second incident to even speak about shows his predatory state of mind and yet everybody gonna sit there and say he is the god and he got all these platforms you don't never catch me listening to no power 105 or whatever the fuck the damn station name is ever because i don't respect that man he i've never had respect for him he speaks all of this truth and whatever when he feel like it then he turn around and say some shit like that fuck him honestly that's real truth right there pretty much and i'm sorry y'all if you guys are on the fence about this topic as she said there are two more there are two incidents we know of Okay, this is just what we know of. We don't really know what his sexual history really is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When when a woman comes forward and says that something happened to her, you need to believe it. You need to believe it. Because we have no real leg to stand on when it comes to this. It's our word against society. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. That's what it is. So, speaking of the mental health aspect of a woman of color, mm-hmm. Michelle Williams, I understand. You wrote a great piece this week so, about that. So, Michelle Williams, um, former member of Destiny's Child. Um, she's also a gospel singer. Okay. She announced um, this week that she had checked herself into a mental health facility. Mm. And for years, she actually has dealt with depression, like, really, really bad. And, um, you know, she she's actually a representation of what we see with most women, you know, being that strong person and you're suffering in silence, you know, you present a strong front to the world, but you you just, you're dealing with so much pain, you know, that it's just hard to cope. So I'm really, really happy that she took that step. You know, I know it was, it took a lot of people back. A lot of people were like, whoa, like, you know, but you know, what she did is going to move, you know, this whole concept of speaking your truth forward like we need to be truthful because we are losing people you know mm-hmm. in a previous podcast we talked about all the the celebrity deaths that have been happening and what she did was she went and she sought help she said i can't do it on my own even though she's in a committed relationship with a, a nice man and you know she has her friends and family but sometimes you need more help and i'm just so happy that she she did that and she took that step I mean, that is very, very true. And unfortunately, in the, our society, people of color, they would, you know, uh, the older um, crowd, the older generation, they would be like, oh, you just need to go to church. 
Right. Oh, girl, you just need to go out, find you a nice man. And you know they said all those things. Sir, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I I can't imagine in her world the foolishness that she had been told before she said, you know what? Mom, dad, auntie, you know, cousin. Beyonce. Babe. You know, Kelly. <laughs> exactly. You know, Kalinda, I mean. <laughs> exactly. And you, you can imagine just being compared to Beyonce. And even Beyonce isn't perfect, but... Mm. For her whole like time after Destiny Child, her and Kelly have constantly been compared to Beyonce. Like Beyonce has all the success. Beyonce has these kids. Beyonce has this marriage, you know, and you don't have that yet. So mm-hmm. it had to be hard. And then the internet is just so cruel. They they mm-hmm. had all those memes about her. What is it called? Poor Michelle. They mm-hmm. they, they actually have social media pages called poor michelle of all these things of her being awkward or whatever it's just so wrong and it's just i'm just so happy she was able to rise above all of that yeah social media that's a whole nother topic (laughs) yeah we gonna cover that in time but yeah it's just it's just so hard and to see her as a stable grown woman who has you know access and to still go through that like you can imagine how many more women are suffering that you know we just hope get that help that they need right whether you're poor whether you're successful whether you're a mid-level career listen it takes a lot to admit to yourself Mm -hmm. whether you have been through a situation that was traumatic whether you weren't whether you have situations where you're just like i'm overwhelmed it takes so much before you get to that point to say i need help right it takes a long time. And then for you some people don't even know there. how to find help. Oh, yeah. Because I know I was sitting there, like, you know, having a, a bad day. And you feel like with therapy, you need to have a relationship with, you know, mm. something. You can't just, like, I know when I went to therapy, well, it was a long, long time ago when I was a little girl. My my family was like, look, girl, you, you going through some wild stage. You need to go <laughs> seek help. I was, oh. like, 12 years old and I went mm. to therapy. And I just remember, like, it took. I. I don't think I ever got to the source of my problem because we met so many times, and it seemed like every meeting was like a distraction. Like mm. they would have toys, they would oh. want me to express myself through other means. But I'm like, I actually want to talk. I want to <laughs> communicate and tell you what's wrong. So. Right. It takes so long to establish that rapport with the therapist that most people are just discouraged. It's like, I don't have time or the money for all of this. Oh, yes. Speak about the money and, you know, health insurance does cover some of the fees. But if you are a victim of sexual assault and you have come out and your case has been pending with the prosecutor's office, they have free resources that they can hook you up with. However, that has its own flaw where if you make too much money, you will not be considered. So that's something people don't don't really know about is something that's really unfortunate because it's like you telling me because I make a certain amount of money and I'm going through this shit I'm not qualified because I make a certain amount of money like, and then also it? what if there's nothing you know quote unquote wrong with you you know maybe you just have these feelings that you never discussed because you've mm-hmm. been putting on a brave face for so long so you don't have that you know that condition that they that they would actually take you on so and yeah and it's also just unfortunate. unfortunately too when it comes to a therapist you might not find the right person the first visit mm-hmm. which is so sad because you would hope you won't have to continuously tell your story exactly. over and over and just over again trauma and oh you, if you don't mesh well with your therapist it might make you feel like all right well maybe this isn't for me and then again and then you're stuck yeah yeah been there done that still getting the t-shirt made candace yes girl but we do pray for michelle she will get through this 
Hopefully, we do hope oh, she does. A- absolutely, yeah. I I have complete faith that she will be all right. Yes. Okay. Um. Next up, I mean, eh, I don't know if we want to talk about that anymore. No. I do want to talk about this tweet that I found since we were talking about health and being, you know, maybe not being wealthy or whatever. Uh huh. Um. This woman on Twitter, her name is Tay Zonde. She spells it T A Y Z O N D A Y. She tweeted this. The other day, she said, being poor now just leads to being more poor later. Hmm. Can't pay to clean your teeth? Next year, pay for a root canal. Hmm. Can't pay for a new mattress? Next year, pay for back surgery. Hmm. Can't pay to get that lump checked out? Next year, pay for stage three cancer. Hmm. Poverty charges interest. Hmm. When she said that, I I shared that on my page. I was like, this is so real. You Hmm. know, again... You know, with therapy, you keep putting off year after year after year. You know, just everything. Everything that we put off when it comes to our health because we're not in the space to pay for it. It just builds up and it just contributes to a larger issue, you know. And I just think we need to we need to put our health first, you know. if I understand we all have our responsibilities and things we got to take care of, you know. We got to pay that light bill or whatever. But make make a budget for your health. You know, if you have to do, if you don't have health care, whatever, if you have to put aside $20 a month so you can get that annual checkup or whatever, do what you have to do. You know, yes, society is messed up. They don't, they don't care about us. You know, every year we hear about the administration cutting down resources or whatever, but you have to make your health a priority for you mm. because we need you here. So, wow. You know, I had to write that down just now. Make your <laughs> make a budget for your health. Candace yes, Amos. It's I'm so make, true. I'm making that into a nice little post tomorrow. I mean, you should. I mean, honestly, the we get so complacent with our jobs. We feel like, oh, we got health care. You know, they take out our little 200, a week, whatever, whatever it costs. You know, but what if we don't have that job? Hmm. Then then something happens to us. You know, yeah, you might have a savings, but what if you don't have a savings? Mm-hmm. Then what? Mm-hmm. You know, you need to make it a habit that if you go grocery shopping, you get your car tuned up. You get all these things done regularly in your life. You need to make health a regular priority as well. I agree, girl. So yeah. we're always here about self-care, and that is a top priority. Um, I thank you for that. <laughs> I'm glad you appreciate it. Um, Do we want to end this on a, um, I guess, I think we should talk about the morning show nonsense. Really? We we were going to scrap that because it doesn't flow too much with what we were talking about. Yeah. But we need to end it on a light note. So check this out. (laughs) I have been watching the Today Show and I happened to watch Pix11 News here in New York um, once this week. And I am just about disgusted with how these anchors produce their show and their segments when it comes to people of color. For instance, there was an anchor on Pix11 doing a segue into a scene of a viral video of a woman on the bus, white woman, attacking a Muslim woman who was wearing her hijab on the bus. But his intro to the story, this gay white man, by the way, who's sitting next to his co-anchor who looks apparently Indian-American, he going to say the white woman people, you can see that she's talking to the woman in the head wrap. I'm like, head wrap? Like, you didn't have enough time to sit back and realize that that's a hijab and say the proper terms for it. Like, you just going to negate the fact that this is a whole religion that does <laughs> this particular thing for a, pur- a purpose higher than your 
white gay male ass. <laughs> I mean, I was over here by myself screaming at the TV because I'm like, how irresponsible of a journalist are you that you couldn't even go Google and say, hey, what is that thing that that Muslim women wear on their head so I can be proper and respectful to this particular religion when I'm doing this broadcast that millions of people are watching on this Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. No, you just gonna go and say a damn head wrap. <laughs> you might as well call her a sand person. Ooh. Like that was just so disrespectful to me. And then today's show pissed me off. Why? Because there was a a, a tour boat out in Nassau, Bahamas, where I think two black people had died and then another person had got seriously injured and it was a white man or woman. I can't remember, so I apologize for my inaccuracy. But the point was the whole broadcast was about this Caucasian person who was being airlifted to the United States so that they can save either their limb. I don't remember which one. And then at the end of the um, presentation, you learned that the black couple died. And I'm just like, whoa, wait a minute. Why are these black people put as the afterthought and they over there, oh, we're, we're going to keep her in our prayers so that she can save her life. Man, listen, I am just so sick and tired of people of color being put on the back burner on these broadcast TV shows. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sick of it. Like, journalism is supposed to be a voice for the people, telling the stories from the people who don't have the strength to tell it on their own. And you over here calling a hijab a headscarf, and you over here negating the fact that two people who are people of color are dead from just having a good time on a... Actually, I believe they were the um, the instructors of the, the, the ship. For this tour guide. And you just acting like they didn't just die? I don't understand this. Like, I, I just, I was crazy. so disgusted. They got to do better. Yeah. They got to do better. I mean, the news in general. Like, don't be in such a rush to, like, do your little, like, get your article out or whatever. Like, get your facts straight first. Like, hmm. there's always time to get your facts straight. It's a hijab. And just respect people. That's, that's what we ask. Is just respect people. But... I, since we are talking, ah, this is an awful segue, but um, <laughs> I just want to acknowledge, you know, this 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 family, you know, um, the it's a family of I think it was nine members who were on this duck boat. They were on vacation. They were from Indianapolis and they went on this duck boat tour in Missouri. And unfortunately, the boat, you know, capsized and. Eight of the nine members of the family died, and only one um, person survived. Mm. And it was a black family. And it's just, you know, it's such an awful tragedy. Um, I watched a video of the one um, adult who survived. She lost her husband, and Mm. she lost her, I think, two or three children. And she just was saying, recounting, like, she was saying, you know, Lord, please just let me die. Mm. please just let me die because I can't drown anymore you know um that's what she was saying to herself and I just I don't really have much to add to the story y'all can find it anywhere but I just want to just ask you all to just pray for them because that is like a crazy crazy tragedy and I can't even imagine how she must feel you know um there's a GoFundMe I mean we should definitely consider donating because, I mean, that's a lot of people to bury from one family. And, you know, it's just really unfortunate. Um, Someone told me, I don't know if this is true, I'm going to verify it, but someone did tell me that 
the um, driver of the boat told them that they did not need life jackets. I did hear that. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, that was completely ne- negligent. If you're in any type of body of water like that, you should have um, life jackets. The um, accident happened because there was an unexpected storm mm-hmm. in, in the waters and... It's just so messed up, and I'm just I'm just breaking up, just he- just talking about it again, and um, just just pray for them. Yeah, we got to take care of ourselves. I mean, that's yeah. I, I mean, when I did read that little factoid, I believe it is true that they said you don't need the life vest to go on this ship mm-hmm. for this tour. Uh, I I don't know. I, well, yeah. here are the members of the family. There are the, the Coleman family okay. who lost their lives. So, Aria Coleman was one. Max, Maxwell Coleman was two. Mm. Evan Coleman was seven. Reese Coleman was nine. Glenn Coleman was 40. Angela Coleman, 45. Belinda Coleman, 69. Horace Coleman, 70. Erwin Coleman, 76. All these people oh. died from one family. It's so wow. messed up. That it's was what so three generations you just read. Pretty off. much, it's so messed up. And you see the pictures of the family. Like you don't see families get together like that. You know, no. they were on vacation. They have all of these family photos that they put forth, and it's just so sad. You know, I'm I'm gonna try to not get emotional, but mm. um, it's just really really bad. So, mm. On that yeah, note, it's time to them. like really get hunkered in for the week. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, you have anything else? No, guys. Oh gosh, I think I went off a little too much this episode, but I hope y'all do (laughs) (laughs) appreciate it and just keep on listening because we got more to give you. And if you heard this episode, please um, let us know. Give us some feedback. Shout us out. You can give us a review on iTunes. You can also tweet at us. Let us know what you thought about how we what we discussed. And I guess we will talk to you guys on the next episode. Later. Later.